You're listening to Powerhouse Players, sitting down with the best and the brightest in building and shelter solutions. Brought to you by Tracti. Hello, everyone. Welcome to Powerhouse Players, a Tracti podcast. I'm your host, Daniel Litwin, the voice of B2B, and thanks so much for tuning into this episode. I think you're going to get a lot of great, great insight out of our guests today. So uh, just for some context before we jump right into the main conversation, the construction industry has undergone a shift in the last several years. Prefabricated construction, a process with a deep storied history, has emerged as a staple process for the future of the built environment and is already showing results that are hard to ignore. So how is pre-assembled construction affecting the market as a whole? How is it affecting the workforce, the workflows, and industry relationships? We're breaking down prefab and everything that comes with it on this episode of Powerhouse Players. And for insight, we're joined by Darren Hevner, Southern Regional Sales Manager for Tracti. More and more companies are wanting to add these fully built rooms and buildings to their portfolios. How does that affect a company like Tracti and what y'all have been doing? Oh, it's it's affected us greatly. I mean, we had record record sales in 2019. Mm-hmm. I mean, it was just so we're seeing a lot more companies lean towards going prefab. You know, and you mentioned prefab components versus a a, a fully prefab building, which is what we do. Mm-hmm. You know, if you do the the components, let's say wall panels, that sort of thing, there are companies out there that do prefabbed wall panels. Um, but what you still run into is you still have to put those together in the field. And then once all that's put together, that's basically the shell of your building. You still have to have the, the trades come in and do their work. So you're still looking at an extended period of time for contractors to be on site, as well as the possibility of weather delays and, and that sort of thing that you just don't have with the fully fabricated building. Right. Do you see that trend of... Uh fully prefabricated rooms or buildings overtaking the industry? I mean, do, do you think that the growth is going to... Uh, we certainly hope I so. I mean, right, yeah, yeah. That would, that would benefit Tracti. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, um, but yeah, I mean, do, do you see it being something that will continue to grow at scale for these construction companies um, and something that they'll invest resources and and labor into? I think, I think you're definitely going to see more and more of it. Obviously, we're, we're limited on the size of the buildings that we can do. I mean, you're still shipping these things over the road um, on, on a flatbed truck. So they, they come in multiple sections. We can do multiple section buildings and put them together on site, but you still are limited on the overall size of the building. So when it comes to you know, your distribution centers and large, large buildings, we're still not gonna be a player in that. No one who builds modular buildings is going to be a player in that. Um, the modular panels now, for instance, would be, mm. um, but the, the buildings themselves are not. But what we are seeing is customers that are going above and beyond just the building. They're they're wanting fully equipped power distribution centers or control buildings where all of not only the the lights receptacles that come with the building, but all of the control equipment, the switchgear, motor control centers relay panels are already fully incorporated and integrated into the building. So you're fully um, completing the project 
in a factory environment mm. and minimizing again the amount of a, of site construction sure. and and work that needs done well, at, I, at the site. I mean, I guess for construction companies to take this on at the scale that uh, you know the industry seems to be demanding, they probably need to invest more resources into building that kind of factory space. Do you think that is going to be a challenge for construction companies to invest in more factory machinery and and labor and actual infrastructure? I don't see the construction companies themselves doing this. The mm. construction companies are still going to subcontract to people like us okay. to, to, to do that when, it, when they're doing a project that would involve a building. Um, they're just going to purchase it. Where we're seeing more of the the push towards this is the actual end users themselves, the okay. utility companies, the large industrial customers mm. that uh, that that want people in and out of their their sites as quickly as possible. Interesting. So you brought up workforce earlier. This is a a big dynamic shift for the industry. Whereas most of the labor is contracted out for on-site, if prefab continues to grow, uh, well, you know, on-site labor is not needed as much, or if they are, the projects are much faster, right? So how are you seeing uh, the actual workforce adapt to a, ch- a shift like this? You know, we'll, we'll start generally and then I'll yeah, dig sure. in a little more. Yeah, sure. No, we, uh, you know, we see it, especially with, you know, some of the large utility companies have been doing, you know, doing things a certain way for a sure. long, long time, trying to get, uh, you know, a large utility company to change their ways is like trying to move a glacier. It's, it's, <laughs> you just, you, it's hard to do. Yeah. But what we're seeing with a lot of these utility companies, and I, I keep bringing up utility companies because that's about 80% of our business is sure. why I reference them a lot. Um, what we what we see with them is is they're getting a very aged workforce. Uh, they're seeing a lot of retirement and that sort of thing. And rather than replace those people, they're actually starting to outsource more. Um, so what 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 you're seeing in the industry is um, the the expertise is going away in a lot of these places. So um, you're not getting as much pushback from from the 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 workforce that's that's out there. And, uh, and we're more than willing to hire them because, you know, we're bringing more and more people into our facilities to actually do the work when they're not needed in the field as much. Mm. So the workforce is being transitioned, uh, you know, into that factory setting versus the on-site construction setting? A, a lot of that and a, and a lot of it, I mean, just with the way the economy is going right now and and population expansion and industry is coming back. We're seeing utility companies add more and more substations to their grid um, and just from a reliability, a grid reliability standpoint. So their workforce can't keep up with the expansion that they, they see. So we're not actually trying to take work away from these people. We're actually enhancing it. They just can't keep up. Are their skills changing at all or is there a focused push for re-education or you know, expanding their skill set so that they can work on a, a prefab project? Or does it even require much of a skill set change? It's, in the it's not place? much of a change with the, the building itself where you're seeing the changes with the equipment that's going inside of our buildings. Mm. You know, a lot more high tech, you know, software based things rather than old electromechanical stuff. So, Interesting. Yeah. So does that require any kind of 
skill set change for, for the workforce working on these? Or are you having to hire you know, new kinds of professionals to make prefab Well, scale? We, don't, we don't get involved in that too much sure. rather than just installing the, the stuff itself. The end user will have their people that actually work on that, to, that type of equipment. Right. So uh, to your point on delivering a project on site that's already fully functional, that means that a company like Tracty is having to do all the wiring, is having to do uh, all the outfitting of the actual build so that you're not just delivering a shell, but you're delivering basically a plug-and-play kind of, uh, of project, right? Uh, so how does that actually change the dynamic between someone like Tracty and a client? Uh, and you know, does that shift any of the responsibilities over? Does that shift any of those dynamics for what's expected? for the actual built project, um, both for that one and then just as like a, a broader uh, change in what clients expect out of their um, their business relationships for something like this. No, it's great. Um, yeah, because one, one of the shifts that we're seeing quite significantly in the industry is going towards a fully integrated building mm. where um, the customer will provide to track the, the the actual equipment that's going inside the building, whether that be switch gear, motor control centers, relay panels, okay. you know, controls, PLCs, whatever the case may be, they still purchase that equipment. But rather than doing a field installation of it and doing all of the interconnecting wiring in the field after we deliver the building, mm -hmm. they're shipping that equipment to our factory so we can install it again in the factory. You know, the controlled environment. Sure. We don't have to worry about weather or anything like that. So we take care of installing all of that equipment but not just installing but doing all of the interconnecting wiring within the building itself so you'll have all of your medium voltage low voltage control wiring everything already completed ready to go so you know you said plug and play right and it really is almost a plug and play unit yeah um it, it shows up at the site ready to go fully equipped and the customer really all they have to do is connect incoming and outgoing cables you know, and control wiring and that sort of thing, and it, right. they're done. So taking, again, a, a multi-month project on site to weeks or even days, depending on the complexity of the, of the installation. Sure. And, I mean, I guess that speaks to the broader trend of clients wanting a faster project, uh, wanting it to be, uh, you know, as frictionless as possible. Hmm. And if that means that, you know, Tracty has to take on more of those responsibilities of fleshing out the back end of the building, then, you know, that I guess that'll mean maybe that client comes back for another project, right? Yeah, it, it, that and just like you said, the predictability of the schedule. Mm -hmm. um, they can, you know, once the installation is complete, they come to our factory and do all of the, the acceptance testing and everything right in our factory before right. the building even ships. So everything is fully checked out again, in, you know, environmentally controlled environment, right. ready to go. You know, it, it's just the way to go. And we're starting to see more and more clients come that way, especially um, when it comes to not having the, the labor force that, uh, to do this work on site sure. that they used to have. All right, Darren Hevner, thank you again for joining us on this episode of Tracty's podcast, Powerhouse Players. Just to give your final thoughts, where do you think the prefab industry is headed? in 2020 and in this decade, uh, you know, what are you most excited about for this industry? 
all indications are that it's just growing and growing. I mean, like it's, I mentioned earlier, we had you know record sales in 2019 and uh, and 2020 starting off just as strong as 2019 ended. And nice. all, by all indications from customer feedback that we're receiving, it's just it's just going to continue. All right. Thank you again for joining us on the podcast. Again, we've been chatting with Darren Hevner. He is the Southern Regional Sales Manager for Tracty. Darren, I appreciate you joining Powerhouse Players today, and we're looking forward to getting you on again next time. Great. Thanks for having me. Appreciate it. Thank you, everyone, for listening and watching along on this episode of Powerhouse Players. And if you like what you heard and want to listen to previous episodes or consume some more of our TrackD content, you can head to trackdusa.com. Again, that's trackdusa.com. You can also find this podcast on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. And make sure you leave a rating and a comment wherever you're listening to your podcast content. I'm your host, Daniel Litwin, the voice of B2B. Till next time.